So just a little more about this quality of continuity of mindfulness, being able to maintain mindfulness across a whole range of experiences, and particularly in the in-betweenings throughout the day, because that's really the key for the practice to deepen. And as we bring interest and curiosity to where, when, how do we get lost, this happens for all of us. So it's not something to be judgmental about, but instead to be interested, to be curious. Where do we go on autopilot? So is it first thing during the morning when you're rushing to have a shower? Is it maybe at the end of a sitting when you just want to get to your favorite walking track before someone steals it? (laughs) Is it during your mindfulness tasks when you just want to get the job done so you can have a cup of tea or a nap before the next session? Is it at lunchtime when there's so much more activity and stimulation in the dining room? Or is it all of the above? Or is it others that I may not have thought of yet? So when we recognize, eventually, that we've got lost, it can be helpful just to physically stop, pause, and take a moment to re-establish the mindfulness. And in my own practice, I found it helpful to do that by just asking myself three questions. What's happening in the body is the first one. Just tuning into my physical experience. And we can do that right now. Just momentarily, what's the first thing you're aware of in your body? You just take a moment to notice what's predominant right now. Whatever's most obvious. And then you can ask the same question in relation to the heart-mind. In other words, to mental activity. What's happening in your emotional and mental experience? And again, right now, you might just notice. It's like taking a a quick snapshot. How's the mind? It's irritated or it's peaceful. It's calm or it's agitated. Just that little snapshot. (coughs) And then the third question, having established what's happening in the body, the heart, the mind, is to ask, how am I relating to this experience? Or what's the attitude in the mind about it? And so this question invites us to zoom out a little and to see if there's a kind of an underlying attitude that might be coloring how we are in relation to the experience. So again, you can ask that right now. How are you relating in this moment to what's happening? Is there perhaps some subtle or maybe not so subtle dislike or resistance to what's happening? some form of not wanting, pushing away, tensing. Or maybe the opposite, some kind of greed, liking, wanting it to continue. Or maybe any of the other hindrances, dullness, disconnection, restlessness, anxiety, confusion, doubt. Just taking a moment to notice. Is there perhaps a hindrance here? And if so, we can bring in Gil Fransdahl's Bella method that Dai introduced us to the other night. I won't go through it again now, but 
It's interesting to me that with this acronym, what people most commonly forget is the last letter, the letter A, what that stands for. And the letter A stands for appreciation. So appreciating how it feels when the hindrance is released. Now in some ways it's not so surprising that we would forget this stage of the practice. It's because of our mind's inbuilt negativity bias. Because of that inbuilt negativity bias, we just tend to automatically focus more on what's unpleasant, problematic, challenging, than what's pleasant, nourishing, beneficial. So of course we bring this same bias to our meditation practice. And at times we can get so focused on the hindrances that we don't even notice the gaps, those moments when the skillful states are actually present. And instead we might just unconsciously keep looking for the next difficulty, the next problem, the next challenge to appear. So Di and I will be talking more about the skillful states in the coming days, but it's never too early to start recognizing them, letting them in, and where possible, abiding in them. So again, as you ask that question, what's happening in the heart-mind, how am I relating to it? Possibly there's some steadiness of mind. Maybe there's a flavor of metta, a trace of appreciation or warmth. Maybe there's brightness, clarity, interest. Calm, openness, balance. So it's a really powerful skill in the practice to start recognizing these more subtle, refined and beneficial states because they're very powerful resources that support deep insight to arise. So just an invitation and encouragement to, as you are, to keep making the most of these incredibly supported conditions that we have here. Keep settling in to the silence, the solitude, the stillness, and particularly keep slowing down because that will really support the steadying of the heart and the mind. Okay, enjoy your day of practice.